This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and I'm so excited about this episode. We have some amazing guests, and I've been researching this gentleman since I found out he has been coming on the show. This episode is about entrepreneurship. We are looking to serve our community of entrepreneurs. So many people in the world right now and so many people in the How Men Think community are entrepreneurs, including myself, having just launched World Playground two days ago. So we brought on the absolute best mind in the entrepreneur space. He is an original shark on the hit TV show, The Shark Tank. He's the creator of the infomercial and pioneer of As Seen on TV industry, co-founding board member of the Entrepreneurs Organization founded in 1987. This man is a legend in the entrepreneur space. He's launched over 500 products, $5 billion in global sales, worked with all kinds of celebrities. The entrepreneur's entrepreneur, Mr. Kevin Harrington, my man, hey, welcome well, to the that. show. Great, great introduction. I love that. I'm going to hang out with you more Dude, often. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah. I still feel like I didn't even do you justice, my friend, because like what you've done in the entrepreneur space, like you've launched 500 products, uh, $5 billion in sales. Like we can't even wrap our brain around like the impact that you've had and how you've pioneered this space. And you're coming out with a brand new book to share all of your knowledge with us. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Sure. So, um, and thank you for, for having me today. I, I, I am a, an entrepreneur and, and I go back to my, I've been an entrepreneur for 40, 40 years, okay? And so I, I, I tell people that they say, well, why, why and how did you become successful? And there's one single thing that I can always track to my success and it was having some of the best mentors in the world. And I, my, first, my book is called mentor to millions. And it's not about millions of dollars. It's about the, the impact that having a good mentor can, can bring to you. It can bring such an exponential uh, uh, power to the table for an entrepreneur. So I had my first mentor when I was 11 years old. And guess what? His name was Charlie. He was my father. Okay. So I joke a little bit about that, but my dad was a, I'm one of six kids. I'm the fourth of six. My dad was a bartender. And one day he said, Kevin, he said, I'm not going to be a bartender my whole life. I've saved up enough money. I'm opening Harrington's Irish pub and you're, you're 11. I want you to come on in. And I was bar backing and bus boy and serving and cleaning tables. And, but he did more than that. He taught me the books, the records, the inner workings, the hiring, the, the cheating. And like one day I'm in the back washing dishes and he's like, hey, the beer truck guy's here. He's delivering kegs of beer. I got to go out front, count how many kegs we get today. And he'd bring two kegs in, put them in the walk in, take two empties, two more. I'm counting two, four, six. My dad comes walking through the kitchen and the guy's going back to the truck. And he says, where are you going with those? And he says, I'm taking two empties to the truck. And he said, well, let me see. He lifts the top one. It's empty. The bottom one is full. He's wow. bringing two full ones in, taking a full one and an empty back to, the, to his truck, stealing. I am like, Dad, why is he stealing from us? And he's like, this is life, son. This is the business. you got to be on your toes. So wow. I learned this stuff when I was 11 years old. Yeah. And then my, I said to my dad, but when do I get to make some money? And he said, you got to start your own business. 
He coached me, mentored me. I started a driveway ceiling business in Cincinnati, Ohio, when I was 15 years old. And that was, I mean, okay, that was in the the early 70s. I'm going to be 64 in October, so I'm I'm an old entrepreneur now, okay? So I'm kind of dating myself there. Wise entrepreneur. Yeah, wise entrepreneur. So, um, so. I was sealing driveways and then I realized, why is he mentoring me? When I got to college, he said, you want a six, you're the fourth. He said, the kid, the, the sisters that are older, they got their college paid for, but you are an entrepreneur. You can pay for your own college. So yeah, I started, I had to have a full-time business. So, so my senior year going into college, I started a heating and air conditioning company and I bought leads from the courthouse of new homeowner transactions. and. We'd call the new homeowners, go give them a free furnace cleaning, and now we had new customers. And we built a $5 million business in, in, in a couple of years back in the 70s in, in the heating and air business. But one day, I'm watching television, and, um, and, and, and I just ordered cable TV. This was early 80s now. And so I'm, I, got, I remember the first days of cable. I got HBO movies, CNN News, ESPN, 24 hours of sports. I get to the 30th channel and it was the Discovery Channel and there was nothing on. So I called the cable company. I said, I love the 29 channels I'm getting, but I'm paying for 30 channels. And they said, you're getting 30. It's just, it's only an 18 hour a day channel, that channel 30. They don't have enough money for 24 hours. It's a new channel. So I said, well, wait, you mean six hours a day is nothing? And they said, yeah, pretty much. We're just going to put bars on the screen. So I said, well, what if I have something that I can put on there that would make you some money? And they said, come on in and talk to us. So I started finding products and, and, and one thing led to the next. I was doing knife sets. Then I was doing um, Jack LaLanne juicers and Tony Little Fitness and George Foreman and all these kind of crazy things that you see on late night television in the old days. I was the creator of the infomercial. And then um, I, I owned As Seen on TV, Inc., As Seen on TV.com, had thousands of products. And the next evolution of that was taking it into the global marketplace. So we took everything we did here, we went to Europe, dubbed it into the foreign languages, went to Asia, went to Latin America, went to the Middle East. And so we were running hundreds of products in over a hundred countries, went public on the New York Stock Exchange. And I had mentors along the way to help me build that business. That's amazing. Just like hearing that story, how you saw an opportunity and created something. You're like, oh, this is a little window where I can actually be proactive with something. I see an opportunity. I'm going to make it happen. I hope that inspires our community to keep their eyes out, to just observe and see uh, where opportunities, especially now with the world changed so much, where opportunities are falling. Um, you said you had mentors, and the book is called literally mentors. Yeah. Like, mentors to millions, right? Yeah. Can you explain why that is so important? Why that was so paramount to you in your success? Because the more I yeah. talk to successful business people, the more I hear the word mentor. So here, so one thing that I missed during the growth of the company, we when we we didn't just go straight to 500 million. We were at 55 million in sales. We flatlined. And the reason being, so I, I, I was sitting there 
with the successful business, I had 40,000 orders from customers, but I had no inventory. Okay. And so I, to get the inventory, they, 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 the factory said, okay, you send me the money for the 40,000 today. We'll go buy the raw materials, make it, put it on a boat, take six weeks to get to you. It'll be 90 days. You'll have the inventory. I'm like, no, I've got the orders right now. I can't wait 90 days. I'm going to lose them all. So it's, the guy said, well, go to a bank and get some letters of credit, get some financing. Well, I did. And every bank laughed at me. They said, you don't, you know, you don't have any assets. We're, we're, I said, well, well, we'll put up the inventory as for security. They said, what are we going to do with the inventory if you close the business? So I went seeking for a financial mentor. Okay. And so I can talk about how do you get a mentor after this, but because I reached out to some people and I'll talk about it in a second to get the, the right mentor. And I got a former bank president that was retired who was still looking to keep a little juice going in his day-to-day life, right? So I met with him and I showed him my business, my 40,000 orders. He was he was just blown away. He's like, Kevin, he said, how much money are you raising? I said, I need $3 million. He said, I'll tell you what, this is the deal. I'm going to mentor you to raise $3 million. I'm going to get the $3 million probably from one of the five banks that turned you down. He said, but I'm not going to charge you a dime. It's going to take me 90 days because I got to get your company cleaned up, your agreements in place. Got to walk in with a big file of documentation. And, and in 90 days, I'm going to get you that money. And then you're going to want to sit down with me and see if there's something you can do with me long term. Because there's no charge for the three million. I promise you it's going to happen. And yeah. little did I know, but it, it was a little short of 90 days. This guy got me the money. We went from 50 million to 500 million with that capital. We we ended up getting some other lines of credit along the way. We got a 10 million dollar line at Chemical Bank. But once I learned how to do it, it's it's how do you communicate with the banks, right? It you know I was a marketing guy. I knew how to sell Tony Little Gazelles and Jack Lane Juicers, but I didn't know how to walk into a bank and get a $3 million line of credit. But now I did, and now I had a dream team to help me do that. Wow, amazing. So let's talk about how people can go about finding that mentor. Because right. what I receive a lot, and you probably receive a lot of this, is people reach out in, uh, reaching out to you, wanting from you, wanting from you. Hey, can I, they always say this, can I pick your brain? Can I pick your brain? And I'm like, picking my brain doesn't sound like fun. Like, right. you know, like my time's valuable. I can't give to everybody. Um, but then when people reach out and be like, Hey, I love what you're doing. I'd love to like just shadow you for a day. You know, that way they, they're like, I don't want anything from you. It's, it's not like costing me anything. My, my ears totally like, and my eyes go to that person and I feel invested in that person. So whenever I reach out to somebody in a mentor position, I always reach out and how can I give to this person? Knowing right. I'm going to benefit just being in the same room as them, but um, how would you encourage people to reach out to a mentor, to find a mentor, to help grow their Right. So I'll tell you the formula that I used, um, and, and this was way back, and this is the exact thing that I did when I got the finance mentor. <clears throat> so, so, so think about this. You're, I was in business, and I was in the Asina TV business. I've got accountants I'm writing checks to every, every month. I've got lawyers that are helping me. I've got phone centers. I've got media centers. I've got 
Um, I'm buying media. I'm have, I've got fulfillment centers. Now I'm writing checks to all of these people. So think about, you know, do, do you trust those folks? Well, Hey, you're in business with those people. So I read, I say, who do you write checks to is the first place to go to, to think, Hey, Mr. Accountant, you've been helping do my taxes and my accounting for the last five years. I need a mentor in this area. I need this or I need that. Oh, wow. Let me look around. I mean, just the other day, I called my accountant asking for some help on a particular matter. And within, within an hour, he had three alternatives for me. Right. And so, I mean, it's and what, 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 what happened here was I told folks we flatlined we want to 10x our business. And mm -hmm. if I get the right mentor, your, your business with us is going to be a lot better. I'm going to be buying more media. I'm going to be fulfilling more products, more accounting, more legal. So they had a vested interest in helping me get to the right people. So everybody was willing to help me find some people. They weren't all, I mean, I found, I did get the right one from one of my connections. Sometimes, you know, things don't happen, but yeah. this is, that's step one. Who do you write checks to and who is in your inner circle of friends and people and influence that you can rely on to give you some good advice. Right. And let's put it this way, a lawyer and accountant, they have a professional fiduciary responsibility to help you also. Right. Yeah. So, so that's step one. But secondly, I've been very powerful. You mentioned earlier, I was one of the co-founders of EO. Now, entrepreneurs organization, when you join EO, we give you a mentor group that's, that is going to be your mentor group that you meet with every single month. And so that's part of joining EO. So that, because I knew how powerful mentors could be in business, we wanted that to be part of the structure of EO that when you join, you get mentored also. So you know, what, what organizations do you belong to? Do you belong to the Chamber of Commerce? Do you belong to the Entrepreneurs Organization? Do you belong, have you heard of Joe, Joe Polish's Genius Network or any of those kind of groups? You know, there's, a, there's another one called Board of Advisors. You know, I belong to some professional associations that allow me to also network with some amazing people and get some, some great advice. Because I, I will tell you this, I was seeking a very high level mentor about 10 years ago. And I, and I, I got to Richard Branson and, yep. um, and I was like, you're kidding me. You, you really can connect me into Richard Branson. To one of my, uh, one of my association people, yeah. peers. Yeah. And they said, absolutely. And he's not even going to charge anything. You're going to go down to Necker Island. He's going to yep. sit with you. And you're going to, you'll have some fun while you're there too, but you're going to get some one-on-one -on -one mentoring from Richard Branson. And so I said, wow, I said, I'm going to make a donation to his charity because I want to be all in, right? And make a long story short, I spent three days at Necker Island with Richard Branson. So, um, and boy, he, I, I, I don't think we have time today to get into it, but it's, I've had Zig Ziglar was a mentor to me, Richard Branson. Go for the gusto, man. Go get the biggest and the best that you can get. Don't be afraid. I mean, I'll tell you, the toughest mentors to get are sharks because they're getting so inundated because yeah. they're on TV, right? I mean, I reached out to Robert Herchevik the other yeah. day. I know Robert. I know. You know, do you know Robert? Yeah. yeah. Super, 
super nice guy. He's a super guy. I, I went to his wedding and yeah. um, he's got twins now. Yeah, and I, I reached out to him and he said, Kev, he said, he said, man, he said, it's so tough for me to invest in product. I wasn't asking him to invest anything, but we're just catching up. And he's like, I'm, I'm really focused. He's in the security, high tech security business. And so he's like, I just don't get time for the, for products as much as I used to. Uh, when I first, when he first started Shark Tank, these guys get so, I mean, you think Mark Cuban's got a full inbox? Yeah. Trust right. me, you know, you know, like Mark gets back to me, but he's like, Kev, I'm, I'm so busy. I know you're busy. Go do it, man. I love that show, man. That show is so valuable. The amount of yeah. value that show has provided and just also inspiration and the can-do attitude and that uh, it's the American dream, right? It's the American yeah. dream. You can create the life that you want. It's literally that show. So that show is amazing. Um, we're going to bring another guest on here shortly, but I want to get like three top tips that you have for today's entrepreneurs and for myself included, who just launched a new business two days ago. What are you seeing with the current climate right now that, um, that are opportunities for entrepreneurs okay. or things to look out for? Great. Okay. So first of all, um, when COVID first hit, a lot of people put their head in the sand. I mean, for two days, I was shocked when I first realized what was happening to the world. And, um, but so 30 million people got unemployed. And what are these people doing? They're, they're at home. So what are they doing at home? They're going on their TVs. They're going on their computers. The, the usage levels of television and the internet was spiking tremendously during the last six months. Yeah. At the same time, the advertiser levels was plummeting because you didn't, if, if you're a restaurant and you're closed, you're not advertising. If you're a concert promoter and you're not doing concerts, you're not advertising. So yeah. this window of opportunity is still here, but it's called customer acquisition focus. And what I did when this was happening, the viewerships are spiking, the advertisers are dropping. I was able to take campaigns that we were paying 18 bucks to acquire a customer drop it to five bucks, Wow, 80% off because the media was so cheap. It, my buddy, Carl Deichler, that did a beach body, he was pounding the airwaves, $8,000 worth of free uh, uh, programs, all of it for free. Why? Customer acquisition is what everybody that was smart was focusing on. So anybody that's an entrepreneur, tune up your, your, direct to the consumer business, your e-commerce business, your customer acquisition cost activities, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're getting your customers, your television, focus on getting lower customer acquisition costs. That's number one. Um, number two, it goes back to mentoring. I say, surround yourself with a good dream team of mentors, of people, and, I, and you don't have to pay all these people either. I mean, sometimes a mentor might have to get paid or you might have to make a little donation or something, but like, I'm a marketing guy. I'm, I'm a sales guy. I'm not a, I knew nothing about digital and Facebook. I was as seen on TV. What did I do when, you know, I went, I don't, have you ever heard of Russell Brunson, the click funnel guy 10 years ago before he ever created click funnels, who did I reach out to? Russell Brunson. He was the digital guru. I said, Russell, I need some mentoring. And we sat down and he mentored me. And he said, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. So what did I do? I brought on a team of young digital experts. We sold as seen a TV Inc. 
I sold as seen at TV.com and I focused on digital. And I did this years ago because I knew this was what was coming. So the dream team of experts is going to make it happen for you. And the third thing that I'm going to tell you that you should do is when, when COVID hit, so many people said, oh, geez, I'm out of, I don't have any money. And now I'm out of business and I'm really in trouble. So, you know, I say get, you know, now is the time to go put some money in the coffers to build your business, go raise some capital. And there's no time better than right now if you've got a good business and a good presentation, because you can have the greatest, you know, I can have 40,000 orders, but if I don't have cash to fulfill them, I'm out of business, right? So get that cash, go get some money. I invested in a crowd a equity crowdfunding company, for example, a company called Republic. We've done 175 equity crowdfundings and we're raising half a million, a million. Now we're able to raise even more, but I'm raising money like crazy for dozens and dozens and dozens of companies that need it. I mean, I don't need capital myself. I've, I've been successful and weathered the storms over the years and taken chips off the table from the deals that I've been involved with. But if you're an entrepreneur, you got, you know, cut, focus on customer acquisition, get the dream team and raise some capital with that dream, with the dream team's resumes. Amazing. That's helpful for our community to listen to. Um, And we have, we're joining us right now, Kevin, we have an entrepreneur joining us right now. He's an accomplished actor. He's a former professional baseball pitcher and he's an aspiring coffee entrepreneur actually is a coffee entrepreneur. We have Mr. Scott Patterson with us. Scott, what's up, brother? How you doing, Brooks? Nice to meet you. And thanks for having me on. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Good. So, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. For? Big fan. Uh, I, uh, the Braves signed me, traded me to the Yankees, and then it was all over after that. Uh, a little, okay. little, 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 little bit, a uh, little bit with the Rangers, and then a little bit with the Dodgers, and it was kind of all over. Oh, so. cool. Wow. Yeah. Good. Some good names there. Lot, I got. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of bus rides in the South. Got <laughs> so true story. Great. My mom wanted me to be a professional baseball player because she wanted to sit in the sun to watch me play, not sit inside a cold rink. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Just anyway. My mom always advocated for me to be a baseball player. But Scott, welcome to the show, brother. I appreciate Thank you, you Thank taking you the time. Uh, we're speaking with Kevin, who has just a vast and ungodly amount of entrepreneurship insight. As an entrepreneur yourself with Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee, do you have any questions for the entrepreneur guru, Mr. Kevin Harrington, um, right now? Anything that can help your business or anything that you've learned or see happening going through COVID right now? You know, one of, Kevin, one of the opportunities that I see in uh, with what's going on now is what we're doing as a company. And we're small. We, we've, we're two and a half years old and we're still pretty small. Um, very small staff, very hardworking. But we're reaching out to other businesses who are struggling and we're, we're partnering with them uh, in a gift box kind of a model so that their products can go in our gift box. And we can sell through our site because our SEO is pretty good. Uh, our social media is pretty strong. Got about half a million social media followers. So we want to we want to help smaller companies that I mean, so many are going under right now, and so many are um, are struggling. And we want to help keep them feeding their families and, and keep them sort of online and keeping them going a little bit. 
because uh, because we have the, uh, the bandwidth to do it, the idea to do it. So the model is working and we're so busy right now that we're having to bring on more staff just to manage all of just the, con the contractual uh, just the paperwork that goes involved, and I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about, NDAs yeah. and contracts and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, do you see it? You know, there's a point at which you have to take a breather uh, and, and not take on so many companies. Um, and we're trying to keep it close to the coffee so it, it makes sense, right? Um, right? How, when do you know when expansion becomes... Um, a liability when when it's when it's actually hurting the company that's that's the one we're facing so many emails and so many opportunities but we don't want to hurt the overall business and then kind of ruin the entire model how what's what's the tipping point what are the warning signs yeah i mean it's a good question I, you know it, it's it's kind of difficult without having a little more detail but um you know the the one thing i want to say is because so many people, when they ask me, what should I do? I think you're moving in a very good direction because one of the, one of the powerful things that has been present in my world and is a direction that I'm heading in um, and have been is things that involve continuity, right? And right. you're in the business of continuity. So, so for example, I did Tony Little's uh, Ab Isolator, I did Tony Little's Gazelle, I did Jack Lane's Juicer. What didn't people need? A second one. They didn't need a second Gazelle. They didn't need right. a second Juicer. Yeah. Right. But Greg Raker did Proactive because the average customer ordered that eight or nine times. Continuity. Right. So you're focused in the continuity arena. What, what I would say you, you should pay very close attention to, you're, are you shipping out a monthly box? Uh, it's, it's, well, we're either doing one-offs, people that are able to fulfill on a daily basis, or we're doing a seasonal box. So it's okay. four times a year. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, would, I would pay close attention to the, the, uh, the, the uh, continuity, uh, the drop-offs, and, and, and also of uh, what products are creating the great buzz for you because people, right. I, I've been, there, there's lots of companies that have been in the box business over the years. Um, but I love to tell the story of Bark Box. And so I'm gonna give you one good, uh, one good tip here for uh, that Bark Box used unbelievably successful, okay? BarkBox, they didn't go out and spend a bunch of money on TV like uh, I was the as seen a TV guy. What they uh -huh. did was they had the people that were getting the boxes take videos while they, they were opening the boxes with their dogs present. And so <laughs> they opened the box, take a video. The dog was jumping up and down and chewing on that new bone or whatever it was. Right. And, and right. then they'd send that video to their followers. So this propelled the continuity and the reorders, and they, they ended up with over a quarter of a million of these videos out in the marketplace. So right. I'm gonna encourage you to go down that path and focus on getting those reorders because that, that is the key. In terms yep. of you know, the, the too much stuff going on, sometimes that happens as an entrepreneur, and it, you, you just have to kind of do as much as you can at the mm -hmm. highest level, delegate the, the dog work 
to other people so that you don't get too consumed on the small details right. of, of the things that are happening there. You got to keep a clear head at the top end. So, exactly. you know, yeah. to delegate, I, 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 I brought in all internal and, and uh, people in the beginning and built my business. I built my own fulfillment center. I built my own phone center, my own customer service center. We found we could do it transactionally better by using third parties. So how, how, how long did it, if I could have a follow-up Brooks, um, that's where we're, uh, we're targeting our own fulfillment, our own uniform box, our own standards, our own facility. How long did that take you to establish? And um, I don't know if you want to give me a number or not, but what was the cost associated with getting your own facility you know, it, and your own fulfillment? It, off? It, 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 I, I don't even remember. I'd have to go back and ask some of my right. top people, but it, it right. took, it, it took us, we, we, we did lots of evaluations before we, we ended up building some of our own things, but it was a six months to a year yeah. process in, in putting all that together. I think we could, maybe we could do a follow-up session offline another time because we're running out of time now, but um, okay. you got a great business and uh, love to see if I can help you. Where, where are you based, Scott? Uh, I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. I'm in yeah. St. Pete, Florida. So it's a little, little bit of a drive, but uh, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, okay, I'll, buddy, I'll get good the luck car right you. after this. Okay. <laughs> and I appreciate your time so much. I know we got to let you go. Uh, where can people get the book mentor to millions? Okay. Thanks Brooks. Mentor to millions. It's an $18 book, but you get a 30 day free mentoring program with myself and my co-author, Mark Tim. It's very, in, we put together amazing content videos, but it's also live mentoring that we're going to be doing virtual events for a 30 day period. So you're not going to want to miss it. 18 bucks. Go to kevinmentor.com and um, it's, it's, it's definitely worth it. There's a thousand dollars worth of goodies we give you when you buy an $18 book. So um, I say, but wait, there's more. And yeah. there is. So, um, <laughs> Brooks, great being with you, buddy. Buddy, I appreciate it. Thank you. Hanging out with you. I'm I'm definitely going to pick up that book because there's so much value in it for me, especially being uh, I've been an entrepreneur a couple times, but definitely want to take it to the next level. All right. Good uh, being here. Kevin, be well. Thank you, buddy. All right. You too. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Scott, be be lucky too. Take care. Great, great, man. Great meeting, Kevin. Thank you. Bye-bye. my man wow um, no. tell us a little bit give us a quick we have another guest we have another entrepreneur you're sticking with us this whole hour here right to, to oh, co cool. yeah special co-hosting privileges that means you get a special like sheriff's badge my man um, you know i uh I'm, I'm doing my i'm actually doing my own podcast uh in the next couple of months uh on iheart so yeah welcome uh, we're, we're real excited about that um, what's your podcast going to be? Do you have the name of it? Do you have the topic of it? What's it going to be? Uh, we, we, ju we just sort of have a working title, but it's going to deal with uh, uh, small businesses and maybe uh, some celebrities with their side hustles. Um, and they can come on and talk about that. We can promote their businesses. And I think there's going to be somewhat of a Gilmore Girls element since that, um, you know, that's that's one of the things that people want to talk about and want to yeah. engage about. So we're going to have, I think, a portion of each podcast uh dedicated to that as well but it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of gilmore uh, a little more uh, small business uh entrepreneurship and having real small business uh, ceos on the on the show and talking about their issues and trying to help people out 
Perfect. That buddy, you just teed up our next guest. That's a perfect. Oh, system. really? Yeah, really? we have we have a small business entrepreneur um, with us. We have Carrie Richards with us, who's the founder of Richards Grass Fed. It's like Omaha Steaks, but healthier, smaller scale. She is changing the meat industry. Their number one product is ground beef. Carrie, are you with us? I am. Hi, how are you? Hi, Carrie. I'm excellent. Carrie, meet Scott. Scott, meet Carrie. Hello. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Carrie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to hear about, um, about grass-fed, um, about Richard's grass-fed, what you're doing. Uh, can you please tell us a little bit about your small business? Yes, of course. So Richard's Grass-Fed Beef is the name of our company. Richard's is my last name. We started it with uh, my brother and sister and I in 2012. It was real scrappy. Uh, we were selling whole and half beeves from our family ranch, you know, some meats and book club and, um, you know, built it into a legit company. We now sell to grocery stores. Um, we sell to mostly like the kind of smaller grocery stores that have meat counters. Yeah. Uh, we recently started selling online. And with the pandemic, that blew up because people were, um, you know, buying meat at a crazy rate. <laughs> Your business has taken off and thrived during COVID. Yeah. You know, I never thought about being an essential business until this all happened, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, oh, yeah, food is essential. Um, right? So it was, it's been in a crazy roller coaster. Um, like I said, I started it with my brother, sister, and I. We recently took on another partner. Uh, which was our sales guy that we hired from day one. So he's now um, a partial owner with us, which is really exciting. Um, and I run my family ranch um, as well as the beef company uh, with my siblings. And we are up in Oregon House, California. No one's heard of it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we moved up here from Oakland, California in 2016. And um, happy to be up here during the crazy times. <laughs> what I love about both of you guys, um, Carrie and Scott, I love that both of your sort of the fabric of your D or DNA of your companies um, has been interlaced with family. Because mm -hmm. Scott, yours was yours was inspired by drinking coffee with your mom, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'd come to the not the end of a long career, but I, I'd come to the end of. Uh, Gilmore Girls for sure and maybe needed a break from acting and it was about 2016 and we were doing the revival and I just thought I like being an independent contractor and I know you know how that feels those are renewable option years yeah. on the other side you have no control I'd like to own something build something right. I have a young son at the time when I started he's three years old he's six now I started kind of late but I wanted my son to see me build something and how do I connect that? So that's connected the family. And I thought, you know, I've already been marketed globally for 16 years up to that point as a coffee, uh, a coffee guy. Uh, so a lot of the, the money had been spent on marketing and promotion. And I just thought, and I love coffee so much and I'm, I'm interested in, I'm as interested in coffee as I am in, in wine. They're very similar. There's similar complexities and layers and notes and that kind of thing. And it's, it's a pretty easy uh, business to enter. Hmm. So, you know, I started it and got some good PR. And, and um, you know, it, it really did start with my mom. Uh, she was the really, oh, the only, you know, I had, a, I had a dad, but he was traveling so much. 
It was really my mom that was paying attention and could pay attention. And uh, when I was growing up, everybody wanted to be older. We, you know, I was 12 years old and I wanted to be 20 very quickly. You know, we aspired to act older and be older. And so I started drinking coffee with her, the freeze dried crystals and all of the (laughs) great, a lot of great memories I have with her and the advice she gave me about how to approach life and certain situations. It came over a cup of coffee. So I just thought it was a natural thing that Artemis uh, Archer from Greek mythology is uh, represents her. Um, the protector, because she was always so protective of all of my friends and all of her kids. And she was uh, five foot two and tough as nails. You didn't cross her, man. You just didn't do it. (laughs) Um, And she got up every day and went to work. And even when I was in a position to help her out financially, she had too much pride. She said, son, as long as my legs can walk me to the train station and I can go into the city and work, I'm going to do it. Please don't take offense, but I pay my own bills. And she had great pride in that until the day she couldn't do it anymore. Um, so that's in my DNA. And I, and I love this company. I love to work. Yeah. Carrie, I, I imagine your dad, cause your dad was, the you grew up on the, on the ranch. I imagine yeah. your dad had that same kind of work ethic that Scott mom, Scott's mom had. Yeah. He, um, he moved up here, uh, shortly after my parents separated. I spent, this was kind of dad's house up at the ranch. So, um, it was always such a different world than in the city because I, I grew, I went to school in Sacramento, but then I'd spend time up here a lot of time. And so it was just so different and it was something that was so special to my brother, sister and I. Yeah. And, um, you know, as we all get older and we hit our 20s and then all of a sudden, you know, things aren't working as good anymore. I started to get into health and reading about what I could eat. And I was like, wait a minute, I grow grass fed beef. Like, why am I selling it to other people? Why shouldn't I sell it myself? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it's been the there's a lot of work on a ranch. It just kind of never ends. Um, but it's it's so nice to, like, have something tangible that you can, like, go out and look at your land and see that it's improving and the healthy animals. It's just really cool. So I have a question for you, Carrie. Um, what is the benefit of ordering meat from a company like Richard, Richard's Grass-Fed Beef versus, like, going to the grocery store? Um, right. Like, how do we know the meat? How does a customer know that the meat is safe when it gets to everyone? Um, yeah. You package. What's the price of it? Is, is right. it correctly? Like any information that you can give our listeners about how they could get their Richard's grass-fed beef. Of course. Like I'm glad you brought up safety because that's come up a lot lately. Obviously yeah. during these times. So we use all USDA facilities. Um, the reason why we started this company is because we wanted to know where our food was coming from, and that was becoming a big trend and a big issue. And so we built, we custom built a tracking system. So we know exactly where every animal came from and where they were delivered. Um, So we know exactly what animal came from where, from what ranch and went to whatever restaurant or person's home. So we are really obsessed with tracking and transparency because that was what was important to us. Um, And then as far as grazing goes, when I moved up here, I kind of like dove into the deep end of the pool. I was like, I got this. And apparently there's a lot to learn. (laughs) So we, we now do holistic grazing, which actually focuses on soil health and if done right can sequester carbon. And so we're really excited about our new certification and we're one of the only people on the West coast that have it. Amazing. I love it. 
I love the word that you said, transparency. As yeah. a consumer, as a business owner, I just launched a new business called World Playground two days ago, which is like an adventure and impact. Congrats. Fun thing. Yeah, so I'm an entrepreneur as well. Um, <laughs> but one thing I want to focus on a lot in my community is transparency. Just like mm -hmm. open sourcing my life and being totally transparent with my community. There's so much peace in it. And you're so proud. Yeah. It's like, I have nothing to hide. I don't have to defend anything. This is it. I'm trying to do the best I can for you. And here's mm -hmm. all my cards. Here's all totally. of you see everything. So I love that word that you said. I can't wait to try it out. What What's the number one product? What's your hero product? What should I throw on the grill? Okay. Throwing on the grill, ribeyes every time. Okay. But honestly, a lot of families buy our beef. Yeah. Hamburger and patties. Okay. Everybody okay. loves them. They're ready to go. And we just launched bone broth. Bone broth. So yeah, we're really excited about that one. We get that request a ton. So, and then we have like 15 other cuts online that are available, all ready to go, ready to rock. Um, we don't sell a lot down in, um, I think you guys are in Southern California, but we are um, at a couple places. And um, I think Farm Shop is one of them. Okay. And yeah, and so the best way to get it is online, richardsgrassfedbeef.com. And we are constantly restocking because we have learned now that, you know, like the media can really influence people's buying. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to pay attention. Amazing. Well, I'm glad <laughs> your business is doing really well, Carrie. Thank you for yeah. joining us. Uh, richardsgrassfedbeef.com will definitely be picking up some beef from you guys. I wish you the best of luck and I love what you're doing. I love your mission. I love your transparency and the health component that you're bringing to the world. Thank you so Thank much, you. Carrie. Wish you all the best. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Good luck, Carrie. Thank you. So good to meet you. Good meeting you. Scott, it's so fun to meet other entrepreneurs. Hey, just to like, like, uh, like, uh, Carrie just had a big smile on. Like, everybody is so passionate about their business. You're passionate about your coffee. I love meeting other entrepreneurs. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hungry right now after talking to her. Right? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. like to get a burger going. <laughs> okay, we have, buddy, we have another special guest, another entrepreneur, and she's a friend of mine. She's my buddy, Megan King Edmonds. Welcome to the show, Hello. Megan. Hi, Brooks. Good. How are you doing? Good yeah, to see Megan. you. Yeah, it's great to see you, girl. I miss your face. I miss seeing you. Uh, you. Uh, Megan meets Scott. Scott's on with us, and Scott meet Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi, Scott. Um, Megan, I miss. So, Megan is on another iHeart podcast, and yes. a lot of times we would record right after each other. We'd record right before you guys or whatever. And I'd been on your podcast. No, I haven't. Have I been on your podcast? Well, right? yeah, because right when we when we were announcing Intimate Knowledge, you helped kind of like do the intro and everything. So you have been on it. Yeah, uh, and I'm. How I'm, did you, how would you ever forget that, Brooks? No, right? I'd come on it anytime. I love I love you, ladies. You ladies are Aww. so like I learn so much every time I'm in a room with you guys. So anyway. Uh, I'm sorry I missed you in Utah. I know we just missed each other in Utah. Well, next time. I want to talk about Uncharted. So yes. tell us, so your boyfriend, Kristen Schaaf, just a devilishly handsome dude. Well, um, thank you. I agree. Has a, is the founder of Uncharted Supply Company. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Uncharted? 
Yeah. So Christian, Christian would be here right now, except that he's actually in the middle of the Alaskan bush up in Northern Alaska, literally the middle of nowhere. He's texting me from a satellite phone when there's not too many clouds to send his, his texts through. Where was my and invite? What's that? Where was my invite, Megan? I mean, he probably, he, he, he probably would have taken you with him. I think he's, I think he's, um, he's kind of craving a human connection right now, but even though he is with a couple of people, but yeah, so otherwise he would be here, but he's literally off the grid. So it's kind of crazy. So he founded Uncharted um, almost four years ago because he um, just saw a need for people to be prepared in an emergency situation. And then he took that a step further and to be prepared in everyday situations as well. So he created a kit that is um, a one shop stop for anything that you would need in any kind of emergency situation or um, just daily preparedness for your family. Yeah. And it's called the 72 hour survival kit. That's what it is, right? 72. Well, yeah. So Uncharted has several different products. Um, the bread and butter product is the 72, which is um, the the kit that I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to you, the um, emergency preparedness kit. So that's going to make sure that you are set for 72 hours of survival if anything were to happen. Um, that would be amazing because you see how many storms go on in the world, like the wildfires in California. Um, yeah. I think people have a lost sense of like comfort. You know, most of our lives have actually <clears throat> been very comfortable, but there's a lot of like just overnight, a storm can come, anything like that can come and to have yeah. like that, to have something just in the house where you're like, okay, I know I've got first aid. I know I've got some blankets, some water bottles, anything like that. What, can you explain what is in this pack that's for people that- Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so you, so in this, in this particular kit, the 72, you're going to have everything from warmth, which is going to be um, an emergency blanket, you know, kind of like one of those Mylar blankets that you see runners yep. after a marathon. Um, yep. You're going to have an emergency tent that will fit two um, adults side by side. And that tent is actually reversible. So you can keep it in or push heat out. Um, amazing. Yeah, amazing. totally amazing. Um, a water filter so that um, not only you're, you should, and, you, and a water bottle, you should fill up your water bottle immediately when you get the kit so that even if it's old water from your tap, you can filter it with your water filter and the water filter lasts forever and ever and ever. Christian and I just used it on a, on a big hike and we got some water out of a waterfall because we ran out of water. Look at you go, I love it. I know, right? Like I'm, I'm so outdoorsy now. Um, I love it. All, there's um, hats and gloves, um, first aid kit, yes, so um, a flashlight that runs on um, a crank, also a crank radio. So you don't need any type of um, battery. A battery or electricity. And the, also the crank radio will has a USB port so you can charge your cell phone. Um, oh just by, you know, cranking it up. And then it all comes, so those are some of the key items. There's many, many more. And then it all comes in a backpack. This backpack is so cool because it can float. So you can literally fold it up, yeah. kind of like blow it up, like kind of like, you know, wa uh, waft it in the air like you would with your laundry. Yeah. So get some air in there and then fold it up 
and then and uh, clip it together, buckle it together, and it will float. And it's yeah, it's it's a lifesaver in and of itself. So you can take out the inner pack, put it somewhere in your house, in your car, store it, and then use the backpack. And if you're ever in an emergency situation while you're hiking or running around or anything, you have um, the ability really to yeah save yourself and your you know you know what it means it sounds amazing they look amazing and it sounds amazing i think it's missing one thing though people, Tell me. people in that emergency might just like a nice little cup of scotty p's big mug coffee i am right so the I am with you there, Brooks. And that is why there was a little bit of extra space to personalize it. So you yeah. can put in tampons or okay. diapers okay. or coffee or wine. Oh, that a girl. That a girl. Um, Megan, people can find it at unchartedsupplyco.com, right? On the internet? That's right. You got it. Yeah, you can find it um, at unchartedsupplyco.com or on Instagram and um yeah. And also if anybody wants a special discount code, just private message Uncharted Supply Co. And um, I will be happy to share it. And um, I can, and Brooks, I'll let you know too. I don't want to just like give it away so easily, but um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, my buddy. I appreciate you. Um, and check out Intimate Knowledge. You can hear Megan and her yeah. gals talk Thanks. about Thanks, Brooks. everything everything in the female mind it's the how men think podcast for female and there's so much more evolved than we are um so megan i miss your face uh so tell said hi uh and we'll see you soon girl all right thanks for uh, talk to you soon bye bye okay we have another entrepreneur on the show with us again um scott i love this i just love hearing people's stories i love how like you're using coffee to serve the mission down there um and you pull on other entrepreneurs like megan and uncharted into it um and we have another entrepreneur lauren and nick rivard are the founders of the picnic collective and they are with us right now and i just gotta say guys i am stunned and blown away and i'm planning i love picnics i'm i saw your website you guys have to look at their website. Look at uh, thepicnickcollective.com and just see these images of the picnics that you guys put on. Instantly, I'm like, I'm planning a picnic for this week. It makes you want to go to the beach, right? <laughs> oh, it's they're beautiful. You create, it's like an emotion you create. It's not even a picnic, Aww. it's an emotion you create. Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about the Picnic Collective? Well, thank you so much for that. That's so kind. Um, so yeah, we started from super humble beginnings. We saw a huge gap in the market for these amazing outdoor experiences that nobody was really putting on, um, to do something like this, you would really need to hire an event planner, a florist, a yeah. rental company, all of these different components you would really need to bring together. And we just wanted to make it super easy for our clients to have this type of unique experience. Yeah, you get everything under one house, right? Yep. You guys, you guys do food as well. Yep. Yeah. Picnic food, so it's like cheese boards, fruit, crackers, and then like a little dessert and some sparkling water, some bread. Simple things that are that you would want to have at the beach. Like you don't want to have pizza at the beach. <laughs> Classic yeah, picnic type food. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you guys have this idea before you're like, 
you probably tried it like, yeah, let's see what this would look like. I could really like, were you guys really good at setting up bomb ass picnics where you're <laughs> you should make we, this a business? Like, how did it happen for you guys? So we were terrible at it at first. We set up our first picnic with cinder blocks and old pallets. Okay. <laughs> yeah, from Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did that for my birthday one year. Um, we got approached at the beach by tons of people and they were like, can we hire you to do this for us? This is beautiful. <laughs> um, so it just kind of sparked the idea. Why, why not do this? Amazing. So you guys started in when 2018 was it 2018 you started? 2019. 2019. And now, you, and now you are in San Diego, Orange County, LA, uh, Vegas, right? Where's, where's <laughs> the collective now? So our headquarters is um, Costa Mesa. But yeah, we're in all of those locations and we're franchising. So that's super exciting. Wow. We just we just got confirmation today that Utah should be open in like three weeks, hopefully. Really? Can you yep. tell us a little bit about for the entrepreneurs in our in our community? Listen to this. What's the franchising process like? Stumbling through the dark. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're sort of dabbling. It's, it's daunting. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Nick, tell us a little bit about, uh, if you can, in like a couple short sentences, what the franchising experience is like. It's a lot of paperwork. We'll put it that way. You have to, <laughs> everything is documented. How you set up an event from start to finish has to be so that if you were reading it to a blind person, they would be able to visually see the event. Uh, so it's just a lot like you have to have that process so streamlined that uh, it's anyone could do it once you explain it. Uh, it it's got to be really tough because that, like when you guys like looking at the pictures, you pour your heart and soul into these things to curate just a beautiful experience. And but that's your own baby. That's like this business is your baby. And how do you get somebody else to have that same passion to represent your baby the same way you definitely have to find the right people who have the right um frame of mind around the growing this brand um so that's been our biggest challenge so far is finding those like-minded people to help us grow and it has to be the right fit for both of us like you don't no, want to no. get you don't want to get someone who is all excited about it at first and then that passion fades you want to make sure that it's they have that passion and you have that passion. You meet in the middle and that you're not putting them in a bad spot and they're not putting you in a bad spot. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And it takes time. Like you have to, you have to let people soak it in for a few months that this is a business that they're starting in order to make sure that they are fully aware of the risk they're taking as well as the reward that they're going to get if they follow the guidelines. Yeah. What is, uh, what are the main events that people usually throw a picnic for a birthday party or is it like a, a romantic anniversary on the beach? What do people usually book uh, the picnic collective for? We do a lot of anniversaries, um, date nights, um, just for fun things. Um, we also do quite a bit of birthday parties, bridal showers, baby showers, just big life events that people are celebrating proposals we probably do two proposals a week really so, yeah. yeah so what would uh what would a standard picnic with the picnic collective run a couple hundred bucks so our base price for a picnic is 249 249 mm -hmm. amazing just like looking at the images of this i'm i'm shouting out to all the dudes listening 
to how men think right now. Look <laughs> up and book a picnic and take your girl or your guy to the beach and just, they will see this setup. When the first one I saw with the umbrellas and the long table and the little seats and the flowers, I'm like, I want to be there right now. <laughs> we'll definitely score you some points if you're going to do this for your girl, for sure. Right? Amazing. So where can people book uh, the Picnic Collective? Uh, you can find us at thepicniccollective.com um, and on our Instagram at thepicnic.collective. Amazing. Guys, amazing. Any? Do you guys have any, as new entrepreneurs, do you have any lasting little last tidbit of advice for our entrepreneurs currently listening? Anything that, you, that has stood out to you in your experience as entrepreneurs? I would say the best piece of advice that we could give would be focus on your main thing and what you're good at. Mm. Don't try to do everything. Just focus in on your niche of what you're going towards. There's a Stephen Covey quote. Yeah. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> people, right? Isn't that the book? Seven habits of successful people. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing guys. I wish you all the best. Um, I'm definitely going to be booking a picnic with you guys. So <laughs> I look forward to it. You guys. Wait. You guys do works of art. It's not even a picnic. It's a work of art. It's really beautiful. Check out thepicniccollective.com. Nick, Lauren, thank you so much and wish you guys the best of luck. Thank, thank you. you. Bye, guys. Scott, yeah. I really, like, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to plug uh, Scotty P's coffee into all these. Throw a nice little cup of coffee on there. for. People. I don't see why not. We can get four-ounce bags in those picnic baskets easy. Do you guys sell, do you sell bags more? Like, how do you do? You sell beans? I'm not a coffee guy. Are you going to convert me to a coffee guy? Uh, I think yeah, yeah. You gotta jump on the Scotty P's train, man. We got the best coffee in the world. It's super high quality, grade one specialty beans. We offer most of the uh, the blends in uh, ground. We do have whole bean in our gift box. We have 21 different gift boxes now, and the, wow. you can get whole, you can get whole bean selections in those. We have uh, we have a sweet shop flavors. We have all your classic basic cornerstone flavors like breakfast blend, house blend, French roast, French vanilla, um, Jamaican me crazy. We have sweet shop selections: Dutch chocolate, butterscotch cream, caramel swirl, toasted marshmallow. Oh my uh, god! English toffee. Uh, we have uh, uh, fair trade organics. We have uh, wonderful decafs. We have African coffees. We have Peruvian coffees. We have coffees from all over the world. I mean, it's just so many, so many SKUs, so many selections, so many blends. They can get them on Amazon, single bags and three bags uh, and three packs. And they get K-cups on Amazon too. But the gift boxes are just on my website, scottyp.com. Uh, and yeah. they can get four, they can get 48 ounces of coffee, four bags, 12 ounces. They get five bags in sweet shop That's 60 ounces of coffee and they can get an eight pack, which is 96 ounces of coffee and variety packs on a seasonal basis. Our cutoff for this, our, our debut box right now, September 14th, we'll start shipping out first week of October and we'll go right into our winter boxes um, oh. of 21 boxes. The only two boxes that are going to change probably are the flavored and the non-flavored boxes and those are the exotics from california i'm um, sorry from from africa and uh, uh peru and brazil um so those are the super super high-end coffees that are people are going to be able to get for a big discount so Amazing, um, 
Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll send you some for sure, and uh, you can get into it. And uh, I'm surprised you never had coffee as a pro athlete. Didn't you? Didn't you chug coffee before a game? That's the thing. A lot of guys would, Scott. A lot of every guys would show up to the rink and they'd be like, "Oh, I need a cup of coffee." And I'm like, I never want to get dependent on coffee to have the energy uh, to play the sport I love. I love. But it's this. really good for you. Maybe it's actually it actually has a lot of nutrients and health benefits. We have something that we put in our house blend and our breakfast blend called cascara. It's the actual fruit that the coffee bean grows inside of oh. on the tree that's usually discarded in source country creates tremendous amount of waste. We've taken that coffee cherry, coffee fruit, the cascara, we grind it up into a powder, we put it in little percentage of it in our in our bags of breakfast blend and house blend and it's okay. delicious okay. and it's full of nutrients and iron it's good stuff good stuff i love it you can tell me more i want to learn more about this in one second yeah. first we have another entrepreneur with us i love it we're running through entrepreneurs this show we have just inspiring people we have with us now mr wiley robinson the ceo and founder of rumple and brother i love the mission of your company can you tell us? Oh, thanks, man. It says to introduce the world to better blankets. Like, oh God, we all just need <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about Rumple? Sure. Yeah. So you got the mission right. Um, we pretty much view that in, in two lights. The first is pretty easy to explain. Um, you know, blankets as a as a category have been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. And really there's been very, very little upgrade to the materials that, that we make these products out of, right? Like the blanket you can buy today is pretty much the same one your grandmother could have bought. It's like a wool or a cotton of some kind. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's been this, this big textile revolution happening in outdoor gear and athletic apparel. And so we just take some of those cool advanced performance materials and apply them to an everyday blanket. So that's sort of the, the first part of it. Um, that, one's, that one's pretty easy to talk through. And then the second part is a little bit more esoteric, but I think it's a little more interesting. Blankets as a, a category are like this really emotive product, right? Like you wrap up to feel warm and comfortable and cozy and safe. And um, and despite that fact, there's really very few brands, household name brands that people can speak of with this with this category. So yeah, yeah totally. It's it's this it's this weird mismatch. So there's this great opportunity to have this this emotional connection with the customer through this experience that they're already having innately through the product. Um, yeah. so, so we try to add like a lot of cool branding. We do a lot of cool storytelling and, you know, great prints working with artists, cool in-store POPs, all that stuff. So really elevating the category from a brand standpoint is sort of the second piece of that. So I like, I love where it was born. It all started in the back of your van on a surf and ski trip. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that that is like laced into the woven into the fabric of the blanket, literally the genesis of the company. Where would people use a rumple blanket? Yeah, most often is it in the house is it out on an adventure is it went camping Where, where's rumple blankets used the most well certainly in the back of a van we have a big a big group of customers that you know have cool sprinter vans and they go on camping trips or ski trips or whatever and they use them in their vans um and and really i mean it's super versatile so we have customers using them at you know sports games obviously not that much right now but if they go and you know watch a game they have them in the stadium um, and then a lot of people just use them on the couch any outdoor living space you've got you know it's a great product there and then, of course, camping and backpacking. We did a survey a while ago. I might botch some of these numbers, but it was like, you know, 50% of people wanted to use the product outside on a camp trip, but it was 85% ended up just using it on the couch. Something like that. It was skewed more so that people end up using it in their home and in their daily life. But it's rugged enough to use on a camping trip or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same materials you'd find in like a really premium sleeping bag or a down jacket. Yeah, amazing. You know what else I love, brother? 
I absolutely love, and Scott, you've already touched on us with sending coffee down south. I love, love, love mission-driven companies. Mission-driven companies. And you guys, Rumpel, uh, you offset 100% of your carbon footprint every year. So high five to you for that. Um, and you donate 1% of all your sales to environmental causes. Can you tell me why both of those components were so important to you? Because as a startup company, those are both tough to do. You have enough mm-hmm. challenges as a startup company, as an entrepreneur, let alone trying to be mission-driven and doing these amazing things out in the world. You're just trying to survive. But why were those so important for, for Rumpel to do? So we didn't start with those, with those components. Um, those were layered in later. Um, gotcha. because you're absolutely right. You know, it's tough to, it's tough to peel off 1% of your sales yeah. to donate and the carbon offset piece of it is really complicated as well. It takes a lot of energy for us to track down all the carbon output through the supply chain. And we just didn't have the resources in the beginning. Um, but you know, as, as the company developed and more resources were added to it, uh, we, we really wanted to have a sustainability position and a, and a mission there, um, and, you know, do some good and, and actually take action on things. Um, yeah. And 1% for the planet was a really organic uh, uh, relationship that was formed with us where um, a lot of the partners that we work with are also 1% for the planet members who were sort of plugged right into the network and yeah. into the organization. And they told us what would, in, what would be entailed in, in actually becoming a member. Um, that wasn't actually that challenging to do. We just had to make sure it worked for us financially and pick some good organizations to donate to. Um, so that's how that came about. That was first. And then the second piece was, was climate neutral. Uh, which is an organization that was started last year around this time, um, started by some peer peer brands of ours, um, friends from BioLite and also Peak Design, some other sort of small outdoor position startup companies. And um, they just wanted to create a really easy tool t- for companies to track their carbon output. And they they contacted a couple of their friend brands. We were one of them. And they were like, hey, do you guys want to be a part of this freshman cohort of brands doing this? And we were, I think there was probably 10 or 15 brands in the beginning there to kind of get it off the ground. But now there's like well over a hundred. Allbirds is part of it. I think Lyft is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, HL team. So I was a professional hockey player. Uh, Scott, you guys might've done this in baseball, but we would, as players each year, we had the opportunity uh, or option, I would say, to offset all of our carbon footprint. So all the miles that we flew, the buses that we were on, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it was only 190 bucks or something per person, uh, or like yep. per member per year. And we cover the trainers, uh, just to like offset. Cause as professional sports team, Scott, you know, you're traveling all the time. So I love what you guys do. When I saw that, when I read that about the bio of Rumpel, um, I love that widely. And I just want to commend you for that. That's amazing. Thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And, and, you know, I don't know if we want to get too detailed about carbon offsetting here, but yeah, I'll no. try to sort of summarize it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll summarize it quickly. There's pretty much scope one, two, and three carbon emissions. And scope one and two are both your, your actual physical output. Like if you're doing manufacturing or if you're driving a car, you know, what you're actually putting into the air. Scope two is what you're generally buying from your utility company. And then scope three is what you are paying other vendors to, to produce. So like in our case, that's our supply chain. And for Rumpel, it's like 98% scope three. Wow. So, so in the, in the case you were talking about, you guys were pretty much offsetting one and two, which yeah. I mean, everybody should do that anyway. Um, I think yeah. on an individual biz- basis, not just, not just as businesses, but really companies that are committing to doing this are the ones that are offsetting their scope three. Amazing. Good for you, man. Yeah. I love it, man. I gotta, I love going in the outdoors. Um, I'm actually planning a trip to Iceland. I gotta get nice. me a Rumpel. I gotta get me a Yeah, Rumpel. absolutely. 
Um, <laughs> dude, it's amazing. Um, when did you guys start? When was uh, inauguration for Rumpel? Uh, 2014. Amazing. So you've been around six years. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is our, wow. this is our seventh year earning revenue, but yeah, six years total. Awesome. So I have two stats for you guys, for Scott and Wiley, for both you guys. I went to uh, Tony Robbins business mastery in 2019, 18 or 19. And I, there was two stats that, that stood out to me. Um, the first was that mission driven companies as Rumpel is, as Scotty P's uh, coffee is mission driven companies outperform profit driven companies by 60%. Wow. 60% because today's consumer, um, today's consumer aligns with the mission so much. They'll overpay for the paper towel that donates to save the forests or something. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Like, yeah. The consumer, have you guys seen that in your business anywhere where that is just paid off in spades for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, what we're doing with, uh, recycling the cascara and getting it out of the environment uh, is what what's going on is we're creating jobs in those source countries. Uh, we are not allowing that coffee cherry to rot in rivers and streams and uh, in fields, creating all that methane, horrible gases. I mean, I think there's some, the statistic that we were getting was about 46 billion pounds of uh, discarded cascara in source countries. And that's, that's a bad environmental situation. Right. Um, so by doing our part and, and grinding that up and creating the factories and the jobs in source countries, uh, yeah. that is manufactured and then putting in our coffee, it, 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 they are our top sellers, the, the breakfast blend and the, and the house blend, which contain a percentage of this, uh, um, of this uh, ground-up cascara are, are our best sellers. You're right. You have to give people a why that is more than just uh, we have really good stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it, 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 there's no other reason, and and it's like we're finding so many other great causes to get behind uh, because we're you know we're, we're really expanding during COVID. It's just a very odd situation. Uh, but yeah. we, the more, the better we're doing, the more we want to give back and yeah. the response, you know, this positive sort of feedback loop that that's creating, yeah. um, is, is really quite, uh, informative of how the, you know, a modern company should, uh, uh, conduct itself. And I, I agree with you hundred percent. Your why has to be more than we have great customer service and great quality products. Yeah. Your why has to be we're giving back, we're helping people, we're helping small businesses, we're helping the environment, uh, whatever you choose to get behind. But mission is, is key. I agree. Why do you guys tell that story about your company enough? We do. I mean, you can always do more, but, but we tell it in a digital environment. Obviously there's, you know, pages that explain it. And then in a retail environment, we have a little card on our, on our product that talks about our give back and also about our carbon offsets. Um, Cause that yeah, pulls yeah. me to your brand. Like hearing that, when I read that, I'm like, I love this. How can I support this? <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I agree with everything that's been said. You know, I think there's just so many commodity items out there. Like you can go on Amazon right now and buy something that's really similar to a rumple, but it doesn't have that story. It doesn't have that, that component where you right. feel good making the purchase and knowing that it's going towards something beneficial. And truthfully, I believe people will feel that when they purchase a rumple. 
or when they purchase Scotty P's coffee. Like I believe you get that emotion because it's I believe in uh, encoded energy that that's laced into the fabric of your product, both you guys. And here's the second stat that I'm going to say. Uh, you guys are at seven years. You're in your seventh year, Wiley. Only 4% of businesses make it to 10 years. Wow. So I did not know that. Yeah. We got three more. Yeah, you got <laughs> just to like, just to give you credit on how like exceptional your business has been already. The fact that you're in your seventh year growing, expanding only 4% get to 10 years. Uh, Scotty, you're only at two and a half years, right? Um, right. Two and a half years. You guys are, yeah. Your trajectory, you're on your way to it. And I just launched mine two days ago. So I got a long ways to go. Oh man. <laughs> um, Wiley, where can people get a, a rumple blanket? The easiest way is definitely rumple.com. Um, R-U-M-P-L.com. Gotcha. And then we're, we're distributed nationally at REI and backcountry.com and a number of other um, specialty and independent retail accounts. Uh, and then we have small footprints internationally. But for the U.S., rumple.com is definitely the easiest. Super cool, brother. Well, thanks for joining. Yeah. I appreciate I love your mission. Um, love what you do in the world. And I appreciate the insight that you've provided to our community. Uh, wish you all the best, Wiley. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Scott, there you have it, man. There's like that's like a, a baptism for you for your podcast. Wow. Uh, nice. My man, I appreciate you being on. I look forward to your podcast. These kinds of conversations are so valuable. Like yeah. there's so much insight on like how do people do things, how do people make opportunities, see opportunities. Um, like you like I, everybody that we spoke with is kind of like intertwined with like other companies as well. Like what are we all doing? Aligning yourself with other brands that you love. Um, what advice would you have for our, our how men think community, any entrepreneurs out there, some lasting advice? Um, I think what the girl, the girl said, uh, uh, with the husband and wife team, Oh, Nick and um, yeah. you know, stick with your core competency, do what you do best. Yeah. Um, because you can, you really can get lost in the weeds because so many, you can have so many creative thoughts about how you want to do things or how, how you expand your business and people, and I've done it too. And I've had to sort of write myself and write to ship, like just stay with what you do best and keep it simple and just execute, execute, do the simple thing. And if it becomes too complicated and too time consuming, it means it's just not a good enough idea. Uh, the 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 really good ideas are clear. They're simple, and they can be executed very quickly and very simply. Um, and you can know whether they're working right away. So, yeah, I would just say stick with what you do best. And um, you know, it's amazing because I have a I have a, a woman that works with me, Elaine Espinosa, who's a, just a, a a a real real work workhorse and. Um, she's helped me a great deal and, but there's so much to do on a daily basis. Um, and we, you know, we split it up and try to get as much done as we can. We can never get it all finished in one day, yeah, but, right. but you know, she, she off, she's very creative. She, she goes off on these tangents once in a while. And sometimes I find, and we do that. She does this to me too. And we're both sort of checking each other. Like, Hey, you know, do what you do best and stay over here. You're great at that. And I can bring somebody else to do what you're thinking you yeah. want to start in on. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Kevin was right. It's about delegating and sticking to your core confidence. That's the best piece of advice I can probably give. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all yeah. of that. Um, yeah. 
let me ask you one personal question here, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what has been the best part of being a business owner, an entrepreneur? What is the best part, the most fulfilling part of it for you? The joy that you get out of it? Um, well, I didn't know this until recently. Being an entrepreneur, and I didn't know what a part of a, a tiny part of a very large community I was until, unfortunately, this hurricane hit Louisiana and, and Houston, but mostly uh, uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, I reached out to some people that I, that I knew who were in very powerful positions uh, in their industries, in their particular fields. And the generosity that they have shown me and the people of Lake Charles is blowing my mind and it's restoring my faith in humanity. Um, and I'm so proud to be a small business owner and working with large business owners uh, and large general managers and large chain owners. Everybody is equal when it comes to doing charity work yeah. and helping our fellow man. And it just levels the playing field because these guys, you know, they would never normally deal with a, 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 a you know, a little, little guy like me, my little business and the whole thing. But when it comes to like, Hey, let's help out like Charles, let's see what we can do to get assets in there and supplies and gasoline and so on and so forth. Boy, are these guys stepping up and they have less time on their calendar than I do. They're losing their businesses at a higher rate more quickly and, in the tens and millions of hundreds of millions of dollars over what I'm, I'm losing. And I'm not really losing, I'm gaining because of COVID. And we're expanding exponentially because people are home online, they're ordering more. Yeah. And we're just doing 20 hour days. But, but these men and women have stepped up and there are some very powerful people who have, who have aggregated assets very quickly. And we've got a caravan of trucks, uh, even from Exxon Mobil with gasoline trucks going into Lake Charles over the weekend um, and coming to the rescue. And it's, for me, the most satisfying thing that's, one of the most satisfying things that's ever happened to me in my life. Amazing. And, and I couldn't have done that had I not started a small business and put myself out there and asked other businesses for help. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how people rise to the occasion. Yeah. Um, I, really great. I love it, man. I love it. I think that goes across all parts of life. Yeah. Um, the more you give, just the better you're going to feel. Like you just feel your heart is so full the more you give. And then, and that can be anything with your time, with your money, with anything, um, holding space for somebody, anything. But then right. to have a business and to have a product and then be able to give that is so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Right. I have a training app called Open Gym, and I just gift Open Gym. Yes, or two days ago, I, I met a, a gentleman who was in the Navy, and he was out running and stuff. I'm like, man, I got a training program for you. Can I give it to you? Like, it just feels so damn good. Product, It's sometimes know. I'm like, oh, I'm such a bad businessman because I just give it all away. No, you know? it's look, you know, good, good business comes down to good people. And that's been my, that's another lesson that I've learned is, is you can do really good business with good people yeah. and uh, you don't even need paperwork with them. Uh, yeah. you, you don't need a contract. You don't need an NDA. It's always good to get it. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, but, yeah. um, you know, the, the better people step up and they reveal themselves and it, you know, right away if it's going to work or not. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing connecting with, you know, a total stranger over the phone or video chat or whatever. And you just know that it's going to work and you're going to have a rewarding experience. And I mean, some of the best phone calls I've had are with my partners uh, from other companies that we're partnering up with. And it's just, it's just a guess. And I love getting on the phone with them to discuss, you know, little pieces of business here and there. Cause I know it's going to be 10 minutes of laughter before we even get to business. So um, it's just, it's just such a, you know, small business owners are the lifeblood of this country. Uh, I love them. I want to help them. And I am a small business owner. I want them to help me. And I think I don't really see it as competitive because you and I, we both come from very competitive sort of, we have very competitive DNA. I don't look at business that way. I look at it more as like an opportunity to bring people together and join a community and help, 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 and just be better citizens and be good to each other and help each other. Um, And if you profit, you know, amazing amounts of money, you know, boy, that's just an opportunity to to help a lot of people because there are a lot of people in need. I mean, we're very, very lucky, you and I. You know, we we were strong enough physically to have been professional athletes at a high level. You at a higher level than I, but you know, um, and 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 now we have the brains enough to get involved and be entrepreneurs and be small businesses. But the main thing is just giving back. That's the main thing. Yeah, that it is. It's everything. Um, and what excites me so much about the opportunity to help people in Lake Charles is is that's a lifelong commitment to helping people wherever they are, wherever the need is. And that's, it's just a beautiful thing and how the business is growing. And really glad because I, you know, I said to Elaine today, I said, you know, isn't this, you know, isn't this awful what's happening, but, but it really has opened up our hearts and our wallets. And, um, you know, you just want to be a better corporate citizen as a small business. You really, really do. And you hope you never get so big that you lose that. You know what I mean? Dude, I'm, I'm, you're speaking my language. Uh, just because my business that I just started two days ago, World Playground, I pledged that 10% of the proceeds of all membership subscriptions that came in would go right to Operation Underground Railroad, which is an organization that I'm involved with that frees kids from sexual slavery from being held. Good for you. Good for you. It's been, and so like, that's my pledge to the community. 10% off the top goes right to OUR because it just pulls at my heart. And so as my business has grown the last two days, it's been phenomenal to see the growth of World Playground. I've actually been more jazzed about like, boom. So it's $2,500 is the budget of OUR roughly to save one kid. That's what the operations budget is. And so I'm like, boom, there's a kid. Boom, there's a kid. Like I get more more excited as we hit milestones to save kids than I am about the finances of my business. And so just like you can hear it in my voice. It gives me life just having the mission component of it attached to my business even right at the startup it's going to drive me further because it's a greater purpose than me 
And so I I encourage entrepreneurs out there. I know it's tough at the startup. If you have or can create a margin to do it, even if it's 1% like Rumpel, or if it's like Scotty P's coffee, which is sending coffee to policemen, you know, in traumatized areas or stuff where there's been hurricanes or anything, whatever it is, find some component that's greater than yourself. Yeah. Um, that's amazing and share that mission and your community is going to jump on it in spades and they're going to support it uh i got three quick questions for you then we're going to let you go roll through these real quick where can people find you mr scott patterson where can they find you me yes Uh, media uh yeah i mean i have uh i have a a facebook page uh, at uh scotchy patterson i've got a personal instagram i think it's at scott gordon patterson or at scott g patterson i have so many handles i don't even know what they are uh uh scottyp.com for the coffee that's my next uh, question where can they get the coffee scottyp.com that's where they can get the coffee all the links to buy one pack one bag and the three packs go right to the amazon brand store the rest of it the gift boxes are right there on the website and we fulfill those so amazing um, I have one one more question. Yeah. Yes, sir. What should be my very first cup of coffee from Scotty P? (laughs) Well, uh, probably, well, it's either going to be the breakfast blend or the house blend. Okay. Uh, We think house blend is good for all occasions all day. Breakfast blend is a little bit lighter. So it's a morning kind of a coffee. It's a little lighter roast, but you can't go wrong with the other one. They both have the cascara in it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, which is filled with iron and nutrients and all kinds of great healthy stuff and fiber and, uh, and it's helping the environment too. So those two blends, I would say you can't go wrong. That's a good entry level coffee. And then you can start getting a little more exotic and get your mind blown even more. Awesome, <laughs> Dude, I appreciate it. Scott. I appreciate that. Hey, you too, man. Uh, best of luck to you in the coffee business. Best of luck to you on your upcoming podcast with iHeart. Love Thank what you, brother. Doing. I also love, I also just admire the transition from athlete to entrepreneur because I'm on that same path, brother. So you're yeah. a guiding light and a mentor for me. I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate your time. High Thanks, five. buddy. I'll meet you in person. All right. Me too, man. Okay. Thank yeah. you. How Men Think Community. There you have it. An entrepreneur episode. I love it. Till next week, take care of one another, love one another, and we'll see you back here for another episode of How Men Think.